Oh, I, I, I just now hit record. Sorry. It's okay. Welcome, Sprocket listeners. You're listening to a special reissue of Tom McTie and the very first Puddle Cycle that Sprocket had an opportunity to interview with back in a uh, while ago. It's in the hundreds. It's in the hundreds. Yeah. yeah. We're talking the early years of the Sprocket podcast. Yeah. Um, it's funny because it might also be the first time I tried Lionheart Kombucha. Ooh. Or uh, I want to hear how you say it. In Lionheart fact, we'll, we'll all kombucha. hear you say it. Yeah. If that was the case. <laughs> the original time. Yeah. Tom McTie. Lionheart. Uh, more recently on our Thanksgiving-ish episode, uh, but a blast from the past and a really special one for us, so we hope you enjoy. Oh my god, you guys, you won't believe I'm standing right next to, and I mean right next to, an enormous freight train. It's rolling through the Salem Amtrak station, which of course is where I work. Well, uh, not the station, but you know, I work in this town. And uh, yeah, there's a freight train going south. Before my train to go home goes north. So you can hear it in the background, I'm sure. Anyways, hey, happy new year. It's 2019. It's 2019. It is uh, maybe just 19 for some people, because that's how they think about it. Numbers are numbers, and years are years. But hey, as I watch this enormous freight train go by, I think about all the amazing, uh, you might say, all these connected episodes, the train of podcasts that we have released over the many years that we've been doing podcasting. And hey, uh, we're going to bring you episode 201, episode 201, maybe just one to people who don't care about any of the other groupings of hundreds of our podcast. But hey, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll step back and stop being ridiculous. Step back from the rail, if you will. And just let you know, we are going to share episode 201 featuring Tom McTie, who, of course, as you all know, takes care of Puddle Cycle. He's one of the guys that helps Puddle Cycle happen. And uh, this is the first time he was ever on the show back in 2014, or as people knew it back then, maybe just 14. 2014. All right. So, hey, I hope you guys... As this train passes, in the same way it's rolling right along, I hope your year rolls to where you want it to go, and I look forward to hearing from you. So this is executive producer of the Sprocket Podcast, Brock Dennis, signing off. You'll hear Aaron and myself from back in the day, and Aaron and Guthrie, just like this train, will roll right into the studio next week. You won't believe it. There will be hilarity. There will be news. There will be gravitas. You're going to love it. All right. Take care. Hello and welcome to the Sprocket Podcast, where we simplify the good life. My name is Brock Dittis. And I'm Aaron Flores, broadcasting from the People's Republic of Portland, nestled in the heart of Cascadia. Episode 201. 201. That's weird. We are the show that brings you somewhat irreverent conversations about the intricacies of thinking locally with a global perspective and enjoying the best that life has to offer along the way. Uh, covering bicycling, trains, and transit. I just realized I did not have this in front of me. Um, Don't think about it. Bicycling, trains, and transit. That's all. And yeah. today, riding in the friggin' rain. Exactly. Yeah. 
Oh, and simpler living. If and you're oh. if you're into it, God, it's supposed to be like our main theme. Oh, you know, I, I mean, <laughs> you know, it, it's like the simple the simpleness revolves around all the modes of transport. This is true. Which sometimes get gets lost in the conversations because I'm think- we end up talking a lot about bicycles and and sometimes those conversations can be complex. This is true. So it happens. I think I'm distracted because I made this table right here. You did make a table. It looks very nice. Yeah. And so it, was, have... it was meant to set the recorder on top of, so oh, it was. the recorder's in the middle of the room. Oh, oh gotcha. Okay, but this backup <laughs> recorder that we're using, yeah. uh, it's plugged in with a cable, so... Ah, um, and it can't reach the... All oh, right. it could. Well, I tell you what, use it right, right now. No, right, right. no, hang, no, hang on, wait, hang on, check this that. out. Oh, I feel so much better now. <laughs> there we go. The auxiliary <laughs> recorder is in the middle of the room. So, yeah. <laughs> to give, uh, to give you listeners a bit of context, we've spent the last, oh gosh, 20 minutes. Oh, holy shit. Yeah. I guess you're right. Okay. Well, 20 plus, because we got here at six-ish and okay. have been working on this. We never set the studio back up, listeners. That's right. Yeah, no, it just yeah. happened. And Tom McTie, who is in the room with us. Hello, Tom. Super good to be here. Yeah, Hi. yeah. Uh, thank you for waiting. It's it's uh, it's good to have you in, and it's it's nice that you're pardoning our dust. So I'm a, I'm a good waiter. We got some kombucha, which we you are drinking. Some Lionheart kombucha. Yeah. yeah. How and is how is your impression of that? Tom? Mine's mine's good. I think most maybe some of my ginger is at the bottom though. There oh, you go. is yeah, that I is, inverted mine? But honestly, like the ginger is not. Maybe I'm it's like kind desensitized of a to it's it. A boozy, uh, it really is. <laughs> It really is like Must I thought. Been. Townsend's had like that <laughs> had a really strong alcohol taste, but yeah, um, this one tops it. I don't know. I, I know they're like batch made, yeah, or they're made in batches. So this may be just. I might have hit my limit. An extra strong batch. There we go. Okay. Well, we don't want you wobbling out of here <laughs> uncontrollably consumed by kombucha. Yeah, yeah, so especially on a night like tonight, take it easy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Tom, you're from Puddle Cycle, and you represent Cranksgiving, so we're going to talk about those in just a few minutes. And I just opened a bottle of Rise and Grind Ale. So it's, it has uh, rye in it? Um, well, it's uh, No Lie Brew House from Spokane, or as they say in Missouri, Spokane. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it, it's the No Lie Brewing Company, and it is ale brewed with coffee. Which I'm very excited about. Yeah, that's that's your that's your thing. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I feel like I could use a pick me up because it is. This is the first day, and we were saying it's it's uh, we have the puddle cycle guy in on the day that it actually starts to rain in earnest for not the first time. It happened like last week too, I think. But I mean, this is the first rainy day. We've had days with rain. But yeah, I would say this is the first rainy day. Right. of the season. Yeah, and so my uh, my seasonal effective is. I, I don't think I have it. I think I just. I'm pretty like, sure I do. I think I'm just kind of bummed whenever the rain shows up. Tom is not as much. I'm, I'm walking on sunshine over here. <laughs> you got, I'm you got so the opposite. Happy. You're I'm, walking on sunshine, yeah, so to speak. My own, my own <laughs> private sunshine. <laughs> I'm also double fisting, by the way. I've and starting to feel good. Oh yes, and you've here. got coffee. Nice. All right. Well, Aaron. Uh, since last, I we I guess we should just mention that we have we've had the 200th episode. If you hadn't heard, there's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Big ups you know. to uh, Mr. Parecki who put out the video. We uh, now have a video yes. with audio. Ran into him today. Yeah. He asked me what I thought of the video, and unfortunately, I I didn't see the video yet, so I Wait. wasn't able to tell him what I thought. You've of got it. time. But I, I told him what I thought of him for putting the video up. <laughs> 
that sounded terrible. I thought very well of him for putting the video up. I was going to say, yes. Uh, you gave him your highest estimation. I, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I was with two other coworkers at the time, so I could not sing his praises enough to these coworkers. Ah. And then it was really awkward because he came in like 10 minutes after we had already ordered. And I thought he was having like a to-go oh. meal. Mm-hmm. And, and then he... So I didn't... You know, this is just another example of why I don't have any friends. Of is, why of why it could be better. Yeah. Is I forget to go like to say things like, Hey, why don't you join us for dinner? And instead he's sitting at an adjacent table by himself whilst I'm eating with my coworkers. One step at a time, man. I'm and working on this. Maybe he needed his space. That's true. Nobody knows. No. Um yeah, so anyways, that happened. We had 200 episodes, and uh, that is all put up and posted, so check it out. And that's the last we'll talk about episode 200 for a long time. Probably. Probably. Okay, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Next week. You know, we had a live show. <laughs> we had this live show. I'm still reeling from the live show. Right. Um, and, uh, oh, yes. Uh, well, I was going to talk about yelling at brunch going auto drivers. Do you want to yeah. talk about your back first? Um. Yeah, I'll talk about my back. What happened to your back, Aaron? Uh, well, I may not have one for a while. Um, I, I'll just, I'll come right out with the with the diagnosis, ruptured disc. Ah. Which, you know, for those of you who aren't familiar with the spine, you have vertebrae, and in between vertebrae are are these well discs of cartilage mm-hmm. that the vertebrae are supported on. So it's like a sack of something soft that your vertebrae sit on. Basically, I mean. It's it's not that soft, but mm-hmm. it's softer than bone, anyways. Right. Um, but it can and, rupture. And made made to be flexible. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's what fills your joints. Mm-hmm. You know, able to like you know move your elbows mm-hmm. smoothly, so bone is not grinding on bone. Um, so, anyways, yeah, somewhere in the lumbar region, e. one of my discs has ruptured, and damn um, it, <laughs> apparently leaking uh, spinal fluid. I right. didn't realize this either. Well, where's it leaking to? I mean, like, is that a problem? No. Okay. No, it's it's just leaking. Okay. <laughs> just, <laughs> my body absorbs it. Uh, it's not like, you know, it's not like this hose that's just squirting out or anything, but well, it was something that the doctor said is like, yeah, uh, well, you you should really pay attention to your, to your temperature. Um, if you start getting a fever, come come in call us right away because mm-hmm. uh, that means you know you're getting an infection from, okay like where the spinal fluid is so out. right now aaron do you have a fever no okay good <laughs> i'm gonna check again yeah check it's like every minutes. hour i like yeah. stick a thermometer in my mouth right um i just got scratched by a cat a neighborhood cat and i was like oh that's no thing and then i look on the internet and it's like you could either die or you could you know be you're really sick for two weeks. Oh yeah. my! Or nothing. Or Great. nothing. So Tom, are or you, you sick? Or you could get a parasite. No, I think I'm fine. You're okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No parasites. You're not sick. I'm out of the danger zone. And you're not dead. So yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. Wait, how big of a scratch was this? It was tiny. Okay. Okay. So it's like yeah, it's kind of like the lockjaw thing. Like you're not going to get it from touching. Yeah, a nail. but it could be rabies. Or it could be like whatever. right, right. I had a friend who got bitten by a bat. 
Yow. And uh, <laughs> it turned out, well, there was this Sorry, great. That, that, I shouldn't, I shouldn't laugh. <laughs> it was, <laughs> <laughs> he got injured by a wild animal. It was and hilarious. And a rabies scare. <laughs> uh, no, no, but there, there was actually, uh, there was this radio lab show where they talked about a guy getting bitten by a bat and actually like kind of contracting frothing rabies. at the mouth. And yeah. yeah. And how like people just don't recover from that. It's, it's, nope. it's a it's bad thing. 99.9% fatal. So this happened Damn to my it. friend and, uh, it, you know, he I, apparently, it, he was okay. It must not have been yeah. rabies. Or, unless Ooh. it was. I forget the story now. Anyways. And then well, I found $5. I, think if you catch it, <laughs> I found $5. Fascinating, I think right? if you catch it early enough, like, okay. you know, if you do the series of seven shots to the abdomen, yeah. the abdomen, yeah. And then, I think that must have okay. been what but, they did with so him. So are you going to tell us how the... Uh, so I work, I, I work in a, an adult fa- foster care home. Uh, an yeah. adult care home, I guess, is the more... Uh, accepted nomenclature uh you care for adults i care for adults and one of our adults uh doesn't walk he has yeah. he uses a wheelchair and uh it was you know i generally pride myself as right. as the guy i'm the guy who can who can do the transfers well and i i have the perfect posture yeah like i i'm not generally like self i don't know i don't really talk about myself too much but when it comes to wheelchair transfers it's a really weird thing to be proud of but honestly i that was one one source of of pride for me yeah you're really good at it yeah i was and it it was just it was one of those weird things where the floor was just wet at just the wrong spot and he slipped and you know i held on to him it was yeah it was the closest i ever been to dropping a person yeah and you don't want to because do that. well no but because i was like so determined to not drop him and to recover from yeah. this i i really just screwed up my back yeah. you're still the champ <laughs> i could have been somebody i could have been somebody could have been a contender you could have gone to state on the football team <laughs> that's right <laughs> no, Coach. I- but um yeah so i've got an appointment with uh, the spinal clinic okay um who's the words MRI and X-ray have been thrown around a mm-hmm. lot these days, <laughs> and that's no fun. I yeah. mean, so they're gonna look at my spine and and tell me, you know, yeah. what I can can or cannot do. Sure. Um, the doctor who initially saw me, since it was a referral, she ne- didn't neglect, but purposefully didn't write down any like kind of diag not diagnosis but uh, prognosis. You know, she didn't say like. You know, no wheelchair transfers or no this or that. So or, just kind of carry on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's yeah. like, you know, just take it easy and then see what they say. Okay. Um, honestly, biking is the one thing that it really works. Yeah. And you me. mentioned this to <clears> me that you're not, it, it doesn't feel like it's not torturous to be on your bike. No, except when I tried to go up Mount Tabor. I okay. Won't, I won't do that so avoid Tabor for yeah, a while. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to try to <laughs> avoid some steep hills. Yeah. Yeah. But, okay. Well, I hope you get better soon. Thank you. Uh, this is uh, it's kind of freaky. Oh, here's another thing as a result. Wait, of before this. that, are, do you have a fever? No. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for asking. Yeah. <laughs> as a result of this, so I'm on like some pretty strong uh, ibuprofen. Oh yeah. Uh, How's and that I you? I hate it. Okay. I couldn't tell. I hate it. I couldn't tell at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it doesn't make me loopy or anything, <laughs> but uh, uh, it wrecks my stomach for uh, one. Uh, and so, like, I have to eat every time I take one, and I oh, have okay. to eat a lot, or else I'll, you know, get really sick. Uh, and then it also makes me drowsy. Oh, um, 
Fair warning, wow. I might actually doze off during this interview. <laughs> just curl up right over here. I, you, I went last night, I went to the Hollywood Theater to go watch The Zero Theorem. Oh, yeah. It's Terry Gilliam's new mm-hmm. joint. Uh, really awesome up until the last 15 minutes. And not that it was bad in those last 15 minutes. <laughs> I just have no recollection. Uh, I fell asleep and woke up and then the credits were rolling. I was going to say that it went really like way downhill after <laughs> the last 15 minutes all fell apart. I'm going to imagine that it did just so that I don't regret falling asleep. For this is your, yeah, this is your critical interpretation <laughs> yes. of the film. So yes. this is going to cost you a lot in, in theater tickets. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to the theater till I'm off these pills. Okay. Well, that seems like a good idea. Well, before we get to Tom, I, I just need to share that. Yeah, uh, you yelled at somebody, huh? Um, not angrily, but oh, okay. Uh, I think, Friendly, yeah. informative yeah. yelling. I think we may have talked about this before. You talked about this with Jonathan uh, when Jonathan Moss came in last time he was here about uh, there's that restaurant Toast out in Southeast oh, yeah. Portland. Oh, you're right near and, there now. Uh, I am, and actually, it's funny. I've been using Foster for my commute, which is a diagonal, which means it's shorter. And there's going to be bike lanes there someday, so I like uh, I like riding there. <laughs> you're like now. getting everyone prepared, anticipating. Yeah, just, there's yeah. going to be more of me, guys. Just just to let you know. <laughs> just yeah, to get people used to the idea of seeing bicycles on Foster. Yeah. Um, and I, apparently, I'm like you know what what are the six percent that are uh, you know fearless or whatever. One. I don't. One percent. One percent. Okay. So I, I'm one of the fearless guys that's just like uh, you know. Like my chain rings, I'm out in front of you. So I am doing that, and I haven't been past Toast. But uh, when we were staying with Maria, she lives out along kind of that area. And so I was, uh, I think two different weekends we were riding through there. And uh, the first time I was alone, and there was uh, these new bike lanes. where used to be parking, and now they're bike lanes. They're not very well signed. Um, and so people, I suppose, rightfully are confused. But I feel like somebody has to tell people that, you know, doubtlessly are brunching at toast and I'm sure it's a fine restaurant. I've never eaten there. Um, I'm not a big brunch fan, which is probably why, but, um, I just got this kind of crazy idea of why don't I go and just talk to all these people. I'll address them at once because, you know, I, about once a year I get into this mood where I'm like, I have to talk to a big group of people about something. So, (laughs) and then you became a podcaster, right? And then that urge went down significantly, (laughs) but it came back up because I'm like, Oh, all these people, they're parking here and they're probably not doing it because they're like, you know, well, screw the bike lane. They probably just don't know. And it's a wide enough bike lane that it looks like it could be a parking area. Mm -hmm. So all these people are here and, um, I'm riding, and then I think this other person was close and was probably also similarly uh, miffed yeah. about the presence of these cars in this brand new bike lane. So I stop and I make an announcement to the outside group of people at Toast, you know, because it's like a sunny August brunch day. And uh, I don't know, Saturday or Sunday morning, uh, I just said to them, you know, hey, everybody, if you can hear me, th- this over here is a bike lane. And those cars are parked in it. <laughs> uh, if that's yours, you might want to move it because you could be ticketed or towed. And then I went inside and said the same thing. Yeah, you're looking out for that. Wow. Yeah. All right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I tried to do it not like, you know, not like angrily, although I think I was using my assertive voice. So, But there's a difference between assertive and anger. It's true. I, I think there might have been authoritative like, and authoritarian. Is yeah, this fine line. there is. A, yeah, true. And you want to be on the right side yeah. of that line because <laughs> nobody likes the authoritarian. Um, I think there was, you know, like if if you're discerning between tones, I think there was like a little bit of like frustration in my voice that first time. And I think I tried to tamp it down the second time just just to make it like purely informational. Again, you know, like taking a taking like a, a chance to talk to the people on the porch outside and then stepping inside the restaurant doors and just being like, everybody in the restaurant has a bike lane. So apparently 
Adele went past there uh, the other day when she was bicycling somewhere, and she noticed on the door that basically what I said verbatim has been printed. No shit. Writ large onto printer paper. You should and, go back in wow. there and be like, those are my words. <laughs> Trademark. <laughs> you guys owe me a tenth of what you made right. from this point on. Exactly. Yeah. The increase has been just <laughs> because people are no longer being That's towed. Right. Um, no, I, uh, I maybe I should just get my picture taken next to the sign. There you go. Yeah. But uh, I, I was kind of, I was proud of that because, you know, um, I think I was the person that brought yeah. that to the attention of the management staff and customers of Toast. So, um, you know, well, maybe not. Maybe I it was just this, maybe I it was think a this coincidence. Points out, like a kind of underlying thing in Portland culture, and that is <laughs> that's not underlying. That it's right on the surface. <laughs> it's right there. Passive aggression. Yeah. Well, yeah. kind of. Yeah. Where. Something kind of irks us, but we just sort of take it and we grumble about it. Right, and, right. You know, in our head. And, I'd rather grumble And then at it becomes the a thing like, oh, don't go, don't bike by toast because they're parking in the parking or in the bike lanes. Oh, then you have like a oh, wasteland. All those toast a-holes. Yeah, toast a-hole. Brunch whatever. wasteland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brunch wasteland a-holes. Yeah. And it, yeah, it becomes like this thing in the, in the collective consciousness. Um, and so, you know, rather than sort of feeding into that, you decided to kind of do something about that well yeah direct messaging is i think it's what people need portland this of. could be the dawning of a new era for us <laughs> the age of aquarius <laughs> that's right <laughs> the moon is in the second house yeah um i i like i like the idea that this might happen more often and not just with bikey things not just with bike lanes or whatever just like you know you know don't don't be mean don't be an asshole about it just say like hey uh this this well, happened and you that I was like not you, optimal you uh, you appealed to like their their sense of I don't know safety or or even economy or of, fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I don't <laughs> like know. your car Pocket might be towed. Yeah, Pocketbook. yeah. I mean, you made it appeal to them in in some way, right? By saying like this affects you. Like I could sit here. You will have more sex it. if you do not park here. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's statistically correct. Statistically speaking, <laughs> if not at least are, probable, you are more likely to have sex by not parking here. <laughs> well, nobody likes somebody with an empty checkbook. <laughs> See, yeah. there you go. Yeah. So, anyways, that happened. So, Tom McTie, thank you for joining us. Welcome Great to this to rocket podcast. Great to be here. So, uh, you, you're high the guy, above the city. Yeah, I know. Yeah, towering <laughs> over everyone on the thirtieth floor of Big Pink. Uh, we're not, but uh, we are at least what we're above. We're above river level. Okay, at least a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like you can, you could like coast down to the river from here, right? But that's oh, yeah. beside the point. Um, you are the guy from Puddle Cycle. <laughs> that's yes. And uh, do you do other bikey things here in town? Um, I follow along behind other people. Okay. Um, but yeah, Puddle Cycle is kind of the limit, I think. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, that's I'm, enough. It's a big yeah. project. Bike Loud. I'm interested in that. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I want to talk to them, but should, I, I okay. haven't met them yet. All right. We should have them uh, on sometime. Yeah, I met a couple of the guys. Um, I have to turn down the game, though. Ted Bueller. Yeah. Is yeah. He's actually part of Bike Loud PDX. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. He's part of most things. He's I part think, of a lot PDX. of things. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tom, how long have you been in Portland? Uh, 12 years. Okay. About, roughly. Yeah. So you and I are about the same same right Portland age, yeah. I think, yeah, yeah, more yeah. or less. <laughs> Um, yeah. And, uh, did you begin bicycling as soon as you moved to town or did you pick that up later? Um, yeah, it was pretty, pretty short, shortly after, I believe. Um, I was biking in, uh, Santa Fe a little bit when I lived there. Um, but not much before that. Okay. What was Santa Fe like for biking? 
Uh, it's yeah. like it's like a lot of highways through town, okay. and you know, uh, buses are only for derelicts in in the public's kind of opinion. And stuff. okay, not so, officially. Um, yeah, nice <laughs> people, lovely folks. Like the town is great. It's you know, a great town, but it's not very bike friendly. Right, and that's not so much rain, right? Not a lot of rain, a lot of blue sky, okay. oppressively beautiful. I had to get out <laughs> of there. Oppressively beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. So you're the guy from Puddle Cycle. Right, so yeah, right. you couldn't be in it was, Santa yeah, Fe. Yeah. It was, it was like, you know, God's thumb on your forehead every day. Ah, there we go. <laughs> Nobody likes that. Just reaching down out of the sky with a bright beam of light. <laughs> no good. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. So uh, how old is pedal or Puddle Cycle? Uh, last year, I pretty much started it. And okay. yeah, I just started hearing more people kind of, you know, I grew up in Minnesota and I would hear people, you know, Portland's got a lot of people who like to be out, you know, outside and so on. But um, more and more people just seem to be like, oh, it's raining today. It's kind of a bad day. Maybe we'll get good weather next week uh-huh. or later on Thursday or something, you know, and I started being like. You can't. I just felt sad that like people were like hating half of their lives. You know, like it's like at least half of the year here, right? You know, so I, you know, just thought it'd be good if more people could get outside and have fun. So something must be done. Yeah, and I'm not like I'm the only person leading rides in the winter. There's plenty of stuff going on. Oh, sure, but, but yeah. I, I would say you're one of the more notable ones because everything else is either like a, a big racing event, like cyclocross happens in the fall. Yeah, that's a big deal. But as far as like something that you don't have to pay a lot of money to be in part right. of, uh, something that happens in town, yeah, and something that's not competitive. Um, there are a couple of bike shops that have year-round rides, I okay. believe. But um, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, um, what were the things that you did last year? I, one of them is Crank's Game, and we'll get to that uh, later. Yeah. What are some other things that uh, you did as Puddle Cycle? So uh, the first ride was uh, we went to a pool. It, we jumped in the cold water. Um, it was oh, kind of a way Lord. to embrace winter. <laughs> we did stuff like um, we pedaled up Mount Tabor and ate a baked potato and you know did as many push-ups as we could do, stuff like Fast. that. <laughs> That's pretty right. awesome. Things along those lines. Yeah, yeah. So the idea being basically like you're you don't care if it's wet. It's yeah, it's better if it's wet. Okay. I mean, you know, you don't get too much chance for adventure and then especially if you're in the city limits, you know, so the wet is good. When the you know, had the icy snowstorm last year. Oh yeah. Um and we ended up four of us went out and uh I got some studded tires at the last minute and we just had a I, my bike wouldn't stand up without them, but um <laughs> A guy, uh, Eric, uh, put twist um, what are those zip ties around his tires? Oh yeah, as, I've heard like, about this impromptu kind oh. of uh, studded tires, okay. and yeah, the four of us just ripped it up. It was the it was one of the, you know some of the best times I've ever had yeah. on a bike in those two days when it was snowing. So. Yeah, our friend Phil B up in Alaska, uh, he's very familiar with riding in the snow. We don't get that chance very often. We get it like once every four or five years. Yeah. So you and I, the times that we've been here in town, that's happened like. Right. Only three times, something, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, good times. Um, and I think a lot of we do get lulled. I mean, you can kind of get away three quarters of the year in just like a hoodie in in Portland, and like so when it is actually cold, maybe people do tend to like. Oh, this is the time when I, you know, listen to Elliot Smith and like write poetry, <laughs> and you know, in the cafe or something like that. Right, right. I don't ride my bike around. It's but, a good. It's a good town for that. I mean, like, there's a lot of places to do it if you want yeah, to. Yeah. Many places, Elliot Smith will be on the yes. speakers. You don't have to bring your own. Yeah, but um, I mean, I think those four months, those are some. There's some sweet riding to be had if you, uh, you know, if you get the right, you know, 
get the right gear on or whatever. Yeah. You know? So you mentioned some of this is part of your uh, your natural disposition. You you enjoy the rain. Yeah. Uh, did you have any personal humps to get over to get into the rain? Like, did you have to get over the fact that it was wet or that you got colder than you would otherwise? Or mm, I think it was more of like you know just being inappropriately dressed. You know, like a teenager will go outside and in a jean jacket and. You know what I mean? To kind of play cool for a while, but like right. come home with pneumonia. <laughs> exactly. So like sometimes if you don't have the right stuff in your bag or a change of clothes, then you have like a hard day. You know, like okay. if you make a few stops and get soaked twice, you yeah. know, then you're maybe you're not so happy at the end of the day. But And you're wearing a hoodie now. So this is something you, that, that's a fashion choice as well as a functional it's pretty, element. Yeah, it's pretty functional. You know? <laughs> it's kind of covers a lot of bases. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's got the hood built in. Yeah. Yep. And, so, and there's a drawstring. Right. You know. <laughs> So if you need to take a nap, you can. Just, <laughs> it's like a tiny, uh, you know. Oh, dude! Your, I totally forgot about mon- that mummy bag, right? right yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or if you stuff the hood with something else, like if you have another shirt or something, you can make like a little de facto pillow, right? Sure. Yeah. Which I don't know if I've ever done that. I like the idea. Yeah. This sounds really familiar. Have we covered this once before? Oh, maybe somebody doing this on an airplane as like maybe or maybe I don't know. I'm on mids. Okay, no, it's it's a good idea. Well, Aaron, you're you're more of a hoodie guy than I am. I I am. I haven't. Although owned I haven't a, had a hoodie in, in a, I yeah. mean, I haven't worn a hoodie in a long time. Okay, because I haven't owned a hoodie for at least five years. If yeah, not more. I'm kind of past the age where I should probably be wearing a hoodie. But <laughs> if I, I feel like I'm in Portland, no one's really looking at my fashion anyway. Right, so. I was going to say maybe, maybe like hoodie, you know whatever. As you grow older, maybe that's something you need to to help you retain a sense of vitality yeah. in youth. Like you say, hey, I you know. I can still hang with the kids. I'm right. still hip. I got this hoodie. I got a hoodie. Yeah. I, I think that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're very generous. <laughs> well, what, so what else do you use uh, when you're in the wet? Like, I'm assuming at oh, some point yeah. you're going to want a rain jacket. But yeah, what? I end up like um, like I'm wearing jeans tonight, but I rarely wear jeans. I think I wear mostly like you know polyester pants, oh, okay. and suit pants, and stuff like that. There and we go. Like you know some kind of like long johns and so on, kind of like quick drying layers and. Maybe just have stuff that folds down easily, like in back, you know, in the bag. Kind yeah. Of. So something that happens. Oh yeah, go for it. Um, what's it called? Bali, balaclava. Oh yeah. Oh, oh a yeah. Balaclava is like that's my almost unknown. If you just had that on, like a face like, wrap, you, just that, you know, you'd be. That's what I mean. Eighty percent part of covered, this function right, right here. Of why? I, yeah. Aaron's part of the cafe over his nose yeah. there. That's fashionable, though. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's fashionable, but it it really it has many functions. Yeah, yeah. It, it was originally because it was a very functional piece of cloth. See, this right is the on. best thing about clothing is that it has both fashion and function. Right on. And everyone has their own varying ratio as to which you know. Some people yeah. are terribly fashionable and not, not so very functional. functional. Some right. people are very fashionable and functional. And some people have no fashion at all. Right. So I'll let I'll let you decide what I am. <laughs> on your own i like to think that i'm more functional yeah but then i'm also scared of the rain and uh i mean i grew up in the northwest so this is I, it's not like yeah. i don't know that it happens i'm not taken yeah. off guard by it no i think it's, there's probably early childhood experiences where like you have a ball outside or you have maybe you get you're sad maybe somebody you know <laughs> like at one time i stood outside of the, first, the first time mom ever yelled at me was to get out of the rain uh, could, yeah. there we go. from okay. that point on uh, yeah we but could you, dig deep but now you know we're adults we can you know reclaim right, right the outdoors 
Take back the rain, folks. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I'm curious just because like one thing I've noticed is that sometimes the more you try to protect yourself from the rain, the more you sweat. Yeah. And it's almost like a zero sum at some point. Uh, How how do you... uh, That jacket right there. Oh, yeah? So Aaron is pointing too, to too his own jacket. for the rain, yes. Oh, okay. I see a product endorsement. Uh, not an endorsement. I mean, I love the jacket. Yeah. It's great for colder weather. Yeah. But for a day Even like today. Even the really warm. light shell I just got the yeah. other day, um, if it's above, I don't know what, 50 and you're doing 13 miles an hour, you yeah. know, you're, it's too hot. Right. Yeah. So I think people, I mean, don't get pneumonia, but also... That's true. Like the, you know, don't put on too many clothes. So what's your, do you have a golden ratio of some kind for that? I think it, it varies, you know, okay. things fluctuate so much here, temperature wise and yeah. precipitation during the day. It's hard to, you know, you think it's hour layers, by hour. Yeah. Layers. Layers and stuff you can easily take on, take off. Okay. Some there people just have like a wool suit and that kind of just works maybe for them all, all day long. Yeah. I remember, uh, do you know Sheila Moon, the, um, the clothing company? No. They make amazing tailored suits for uh, bicyclists. Oh, and I really? believe that they have, um, they had like this green plaid one that I saw at River City Cycles like seven <laughs> years ago. And I was like, someday I'm buying that and wearing it. Because it's like a jacket and knickers, <laughs> yeah, you know. And, yeah. And, um, relatively stout wool, I think. Yeah. Uh, but really classy. Right on. Um, I guess the, the problem with that is that, you know, eventually that would also get sweaty and you'd have to like dry clean it or something. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't know, like I, I find that uh, it's really hard to, to judge sometimes like what clothes I need. Um, yeah. The layering is good. Right. Um, do you have any sort of like emergency recovery strategy if you get stuck mm. in your own sweat? Like do mm. you have a way to dry your things out or? Yeah. Well, let's see. I kind of tend to stay away from cotton. Okay. So in general. Which so seems like a good idea. In the summer, it's great. But uh-huh. uh, yeah, maybe not so much in the winter. Um you know, I don't know. If you have a credit card on you, you can just go into the Goodwill and just <laughs> there we go. buy That's other right. clothes for <laughs> in a pinch. Right. I don't know. Buy new merino on yeah. the shelf. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Um. So you say you steer clear of cotton. Does that mean yeah. like you you're more like on the polyfiber side of things? Or? Yeah. Yeah. I have sure. the vegan tendency not to buy wool, or right. I would probably endorse wool because sure. it just seems like the right, 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 the smart garment, the smart kind of thing. So I'm. I don't know. Um. Honestly, if like petroleum products are better for the world, so I haven't really, <laughs> I haven't talked to my rabbi about it, but I'm gonna. So no, I don't know. Um, you find find some way to. It's just yeah. my way right now. So yeah, yeah I can't. Yeah. I don't have a giant amount of like yeah, logic to back it yeah, up. It's cool. Just, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's where I'm at. Well, yeah. maybe one thing is that uh, a lot of the poly stuff you can get um, is used. Like if you find stuff at Goodwill, it's yeah. fairly well, easy to find polyester. Yeah, today. as opposed to merino. Which yeah, we which just you have to get about. new. Like you you can't find used merino. No, and once, it you away. Do, yeah. once you do, it's probably not worth wearing. Right. Nobody wants my used merino. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've right. got like the smart wool shirt that I got uh, two Christmases ago. I think. And yeah. Like I remember, I actually tore an enormous hole in the back of it because it was so lightweight. Damn um, it! Yeah. Like the first. Uh, the first summer i think that i had it oh damn it also bleached out in the sun like crazy okay so it was a black shirt and now it's like super brown and tan on the back and super black on the front uh-huh. so it's kind of a like well i guess a gradient or something it could be fashionable someday <laughs> with the holes and everything but yeah uh a lot of the merino stuff falls apart what i did mm. get and i'm not not being paid to say this or anything but i did order another take a pair. drink krista that's right 
did order another pair of uh, darn tough socks. There it is. Because those are the ones that uh, are uh, they're yes. like a wool poly blend or whatever, but they have a lifetime guarantee. Uh, Again, yeah. this doesn't address the uh, the vegan problem with wool. And there was uh, one of our friends, yeah. uh, Jeremy, from Critical Transit. Um, oh, yeah. over in He's back in Boston now. Uh, he was mentioning something about yeah how he doesn't really like the wool thing either. And I had never considered that, but apparently uh, like shearing can be kind of brutal for the sheep. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. What do you know about it? Is it? Uh, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't okay. know a ton about shearing sheep actually. And, uh, um, but yeah, I just figure like if I can do it without bugging that four-legged thing over there, right. then I'll sure. just try to do it that way and not bother them. That's kind of just my guiding principle. It might be a little too black and white, but sure. that's kind of where I'm at. Well, uh, and well, that's, but it doesn't seem that black and white to me. I mean, it, yeah, like you said, it's a guiding principle. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, and everybody has their own set of, of principles that they choose to live by. And that's really, I think, the thing we espouse. I, I wouldn't say that you and I, Aaron, necessarily care too much about sheep. what someone does. Oh. <laughs> we don't care about sheep at all. I <laughs> know, uh, but um, we, we don't care necessarily like what the, the, um, the basics that people come up with are as long as they take time to, to figure them out. Yeah. Because uh, it's one thing to just kind of stumble through life uh, buying wool. At random, you know, from convenience stores or whatever, or or even Shepherds. or even polypropylene, right, right, like, or or like you know. You know, my my biggest downfall is the the buying of snack foods uh, when I don't really oh, want yeah. them, um, and just like, well, hmm. I'll eat that instead of like actual healthy food or vegetables or something. Um, but yeah, it's like everybody has their own thing that they're trying trying to change the way they're trying to make the world better, and I think that at least as important as what you come up with as your own personal code is the fact that you take time to think it through. Yeah. So, and that's, that's sorely lacking. So, well, and, and it adds to the, the discussion, the, like the worldwide discussion of discussions uh, yes. within the human spectrum. The meta discussion. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we can, we can have a differing of opinion on like wool versus poly and be able to like talk about it and, like learn from each other and it, and it makes life interesting. Um, you know, it's when I think people are maybe a, a bit too dogmatic about these things. All right. Dogma. You know, that is a terrible that movie. Things become problematic. Yeah. I loved that movie. <laughs> Actually, I've never seen it. <laughs> oh, I don't know. You should watch it. I, I, I just said that before I thought about it. Oh. Excuse me. I was being oh. dogmatic about the oh, movie. Oh, look at that. Look at what just happened. <laughs> <laughs> Point proven. So speaking of, uh, speaking of animals and things, um, Craig's giving. Yeah. Connected to the holiday of Thanksgiving, upon yes. which uh, many turkeys become unhappy. Um, yes. This has less to do with the turkeys, I suppose, but uh, this this is an event that but I it was... it does have to do with happiness. It does, yeah. Um, and I was able to take part in this last year. Actually, Team Sincerity of a Forum uh, participated in Cranksgiving last year. At least in name. Yeah. Oh, that means uh, I need to make patches for Russ weren't and Laura. There. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm sure we could roll them in. Yeah. I have to ask them if they want to be Mormon elders or not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, tell us about Cranksgiving. Yeah, so Cranksgiving is the thing um, that started in New York City many years ago. I'm probably not going to be good with the details, but um, several years ago, and has spread to many cities. I think last year there were more than three dozen, roughly, yeah. many cities. Um, St. Louis, I heard, got out 800 people last year. That's nice. intense. St. Louis. 
That's St. pretty great. Louis, okay. Portland, <laughs> so, St. Yeah. Louis. So anyway, and Portland, um, somebody actually got something together um, four or five years ago that was uh, started a people's co-op and went to the three co-ops and then they had to like come back to people's. Okay. Um, so I was, so somebody was like, hey, we did this before. And I was like, cool, cool. So last year wasn't the first year or anything, but last year was the first year kind of I got involved. and It's a new dynasty. Yeah. And so we had a develop cult and we brought out 100 people and uh, or 100 people brought themselves out more likely. And, there we go. Uh, really, it's up. the community. Let me tell you, it was it was an amazing community thing. Oh, you know, a lot of people like promoted every time you like, you know, share the Facebook event or so on. You get to claim a little stake in the sure. in the event, right? There you go. Seriously. It's your ownership. Like I, I don't know ten, you know, twelve people in town, so it's good. Well, you, to, you just met us. Now you know fourteen. Now I know fourteen, yeah. but still, it's like you know, it's kind of each person bringing out three or four people, ten people, so on. Right. Right. So yeah, it's a yeah, it's a treasure hunt food drive, and it benefits um, outside in, and they serve uh, like a homeless uh, youth and um, provide medical services. They've been doing that for about forty years in Portland. They're a great organization. Wow. They they do good work, and they do it kind of indiscriminately. Like a lot of people will withhold services until. Either until they give you their message, or until that you—I I don't know—you come around to their point of view or something. And uh, outside in is doing all this charity work just because they say people should have better lives. So I I respect that very much. I'm glad that they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good deal for sure. Yeah, and I think uh, I think undergarments were the things that uh, it was a clothing item we were um, we were summoned yeah. to get last year for Thanksgiving. And so. that they specifically said no whitey tidies this year. Oh yeah, oh. boxers only. <laughs> oh, I wonder. I can't remember what I got. I think I got boxers. I forget. Okay. We went to Fred Meyer for hours. <laughs> but uh, yeah, clothing acquisition. That was yeah. And uh, you know, for anybody who doesn't have a solid income or a place to live, finding new, uh, very personal like socks and underwear, the, yeah. the things that are right next to you, those are very hard to find. Right so. on. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was uh, amazing to see kind of that big pile of 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 you know supplies and stuff on the stage at the end of that event and yeah and it was an enormous pile we should find uh we'll find that picture of that pile and put right. it up on this post right yeah yeah it was good to see so yeah and that's happening this year it's uh the 22nd oh yeah right? yeah saturday november 22nd at 1 p.m at which velo cult is the weekend before thanksgiving right on yeah so saturday before yeah yep. before american thanksgiving if you're in canada it's way after i guess <laughs> yeah yeah are there other countries with thanksgivings there might be. Uh, I mean, it's kind of a North American thing, I think. But well, man, it, it really it begs to question, like you know what what is Thanksgiving? What is the meaning? <laughs> I mean, if I think you got some like nice piano I think music it's, playing right, behind you. I think it's got to be sort of a Western Hemisphere thing. Mm, I would think at, so. At least it's a New World holiday, right? Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Well, anyways, Thanksgiving is happening all over North America. <laughs> yes. This and in up. some parts of Eastern Europe. Yeah, uh, very possibly. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the parent website for the New York event is just cranksgiving.org, right? Right, yeah. And then um, the uh, uh, this year's event can be found at puddlecycle.org? Um, yes, it's puddlecycle.com slash cranksgiving. Okay. And... Uh, we are definitely trying to whoop Seattle again this year. Yeah. Last year, yeah, we, they deserve it. We came a little short, up a little short last year, <laughs> but um, yeah, we're competing over a top banana trophy that I really want to have Ooh. in my hot hands, and they have it right now. We need it. Is this a golden? Banana? Go get it for me. It's a top banana, and it says top banana on it. That's and there's a, it's like a banana guy, like banana. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. there we go. Well, I can see why you would want that. <laughs> We got to do everything we can. To I want you to have this uh, yes. now. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, yeah. A second banana will not do. Right. Yeah. 
Okay. Uh, well, this this is exciting. So I'm glad this is happening. Yeah. Thank you for uh, for putting it together. Yeah. Bring um, out a sprocket uh, podcast. A team. contingent. A team or three it will teams. Happen. Okay. Good. I think there will be multiple sprocket podcast teams. <laughs> <laughs> are we are we seeing a uh, a schism right now? No, not, not a schism. <laughs> no. It's just that there well, there can only be so many people on a team, right? That's There's true. limit of five. I think. Yeah, two okay. to five. Yeah, and uh, team sincerity is already five strong. At it this point. is. Unless someone can't make it, then I suppose we could uh, call for submissions. Uh, but but yes, I'm just, all I'm or saying. Maybe we'll is have to have tryouts now. There are other people <laughs> listening to this show that can also do uh, could do this, and they could put together their own teams. So yeah, yeah. Uh, and what a team of two is probably slightly more agile than a team of five. I'd like to see Team Swing or Team Grill by Bike Ooh, come out. Yes. for the for the event. That would right be on fire. Right on <laughs> Team Right on Fire. <laughs> That'd yes. be pretty awesome. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, is there anything else you wanted to touch on before we uh, before think, we yeah, that's move about on? all I got. All right. Well, uh, again, it is uh, Tom McTie and puddlecycle dot com dot com slash cranksgiving. Yes. Yep. Or just puddlecycle dot com dot com. Yeah. And uh, well, uh, while we're talking, just yeah. real quick, like, do you have any other cranksgiving? I'm sure is taking up a lot of your energy yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. But is there anything? on the dockets for as well other like future casting yeah yeah so i've kind of put in a bunch of placeholders and then i'm talking to people about you know um, having them lead rides like okay. partner up with them um so there's a solar system ride that was really cool over Petapalooza, so they're hopefully going to do that again um steph might be doing a ride Yay, talking steph. to some her and some other people maybe there could be a podcast ride or, you a know podcast i'm ride, open yeah. so get a hold of me if, if you're out there in listener land and you have a cool ride you want to do this winter i'd love to team up with you yeah can they find your contact info at puddlecycle.com yes, definitely okay excellent you can't i think you can't really step outside without seeing it i'm kind of plastering <laughs> like i like All right i'm taping things onto other things like at a rapid base excellent excellent well that that's uh yeah that's canvassing it's covering covering all your bases yeah well hey aaron um there's a thing we should do and you know what that thing is um find my ipod yeah that and watch that ruptured disc by the way yeah have you noticed like i'm sitting really crooked yes yes i have there's there's the reason so mail new patreon donors yeah patreon jim doug and todd thank you so much guys indeed thanks very much yeah, everyone yeah, yeah. and uh by the way for patreon donors anyone who signs up on patreon to get uh you know a couple of bucks into our hands because you'll enjoy the show uh, i think our entry level is two bucks per person and that gets you uh your name listed at the end of the show and an envelope full of stickers and a little handwritten note from one of us most um, likely brock Possibly, yeah. I just uh, I did I counted them up, and I think I did like eighteen envelopes. Yeah, or something I liked your yesterday. posting. On, on this is Twitter. what happens, Larry. This is what happens when you put off mailing things for a month. <laughs> you just had a pile just, of all yeah, these pile letters. of mail. Yeah, the first picture I took had like somebody's address on it, and I realized I needed to cover it up with a coaster. Ah, okay. um, but yes. Anyways, uh, so if you sign up uh, to, to help us out, you know we are at what like seventy two bucks, I think, or something like that per month. Wow, uh, all of our donors, we really oh appreciate gosh. that. Thank and you I think so much, guys. In the neighborhood of one twenty five is what it takes us, I think, to cover all of our expenses. So if uh, if you guys can help us get there, we can do this for free. I appreciate your yeah. transparency. That's 
Well, hell, I mean, you know, it's it's somebody has to say it, and I guess it has to be me. <laughs> it has to be you because I don't know these numbers, <laughs> right? Because I I just found this out right now. <laughs> I've been writing the checks. No, it's just, uh, um, yeah, we we appreciate everyone who's who's pitched in yeah. so far. It's really great, and uh, I love to see the sense of community and uh, at at the and, base of what we do and this, ownership. Yeah, like, exactly. Like this is just as much your podcast as ours now. Right, right. I mean, like if if you didn't listen. We wouldn't be here, so we appreciate that very much. And if we weren't here, then you wouldn't be listening. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a catch twenty two. Yes, <laughs> I'm on pills. <laughs> so good. Uh, all right, next, Tim Mooney adds a few details on shipping your bike by boat and Amtrak Express. I took the Victoria Clipper on my recent tour, and they took. Sequoia, my full-size touring bike, for $15 one way from Seattle to Victoria. The downside is they hang the bike off the side. Freaky. Of the ship as you cross. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Wow. Super freaky. Oh, yeah. Th- that would be like the most tense crossing. <laughs> Especially if your bike has a name. That would yeah. probably be yeah. anxiety-causing. <laughs> oh, man. Tim, I'm tense for you right now. Uh, so the likelihood of getting some salt water on your gears is high. I found them to be totally fine from a customer service standpoint. I think the best is, sadly, always be prepared for a-holes when traveling by bike. Shocked, they charge $50 for folding bikes. What? Yeah, not cool. Not cool. Just to put them on the boat, huh? Yeah, so I like the idea of taking this boat, but I don't necessarily like the idea of, uh, you know, forking over all that cash and then getting treated, you know, basically like you you didn't pay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cost was not a major issue for my choice. More convenience. This is for shipping his bike, I think. Ah, uh, yes. Pricing would have been roughly the same between Amtrak and United, but I had a 6 a.m. flight and San Diego's airport, and my circumstances forced me to have a final leg to the terminal on one of those shuttles, not built for big non-wheeled things like, say, bikes in boxes. Rolling right into the Amtrak station was substantially easier. Brock, you're right. Pricing is based on distance. Added insurance was a couple of dollars, five maybe. So well worth it. Works out okay in the end, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Next up, Milestone Rides. Milestone Rides. I think that's Johnny. Is this a tweet to us? Yes, yes it is. Uh, I'm hoping to go zoo bombing at least once in my life. Heard about it uh, on the Sprocket Podcast. That's right. Yay. Next, James sends, sends us a picture of his mailbox, which is and, yeah. a bike. Next to his mailbox, I think he, he said that uh, the uh, project he's working on, it looks like a tandem, but the picture is kind of uh, dark. I think he took the yeah. picture at night. So, uh, James, you might have to send us some clarification <laughs> on this. It looks like an awesome project. I can't tell if it's, uh, if it's supposed to be a long tail or a tandem or, or what, but I like what I'm seeing. So good on yeah. you. Um. Uh, James James also sent us a suggestion for a guest, which uh, I think uh, it turns out we're actually talking to a friend of the person he suggested, but we're going to get someone to talk about bike polo. I think that's next week. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, Next up, Todd the Truck Driver. You're either a hunter or a... Oh, yeah. This was like a a really long email he sent us. Oh, yeah. No, this is just a a segment. Oh, yeah. I was also thinking we need like a... Like like a... a (laughs) Anytime he writes in. Exactly. Put that in. Um, Yeah. So... just to give a little bit of context, he uh, kind of gave us uh, some philosophy, some life philosophy that, that yeah. I think really 
Um, it was good stuff. Yeah, kind of applies to us. Um, and so he's wrapping it up with, you're either a hunter or a farmer. The ones that love or yearn for the open road are hunters, and those that love to stay put are the farmers. So archetypes. Yeah, yeah, he's speaking on archetypes. Yeah. Freight, by the way. Yeah, sounds like a freighter. Um, Brock, you and Aaron are both hunters. Aaron's love of riding around the city is part of that feeling to get out and hunt. Satisfying the feeling makes you happy. The saddest people are the ones who are stuck in the wrong position. I see farmers driving trucks all the time, and they are the most miserable people you will ever meet. And I've worked with hunters stuck in an office job, and they are just as miserable. Simplifying your life should include recognizing your nature and living it. It helps you to be happy happier and better i love this yeah i actually shared this with somebody just kind of it popped out of my head because that's pretty good thought like you know and it's easy for me as someone who loves the hunt to go out and you know find things and see new things like i like going places and so to meet someone who really likes to to dwell and stay in one place is weird to me and i i want to say oh this person is wrong because they like why why don't they want to go travel but you know there's nothing wrong with wanting to stay and stay put if that's you know kind of how you're built right how you're put together um so yeah uh and if you go against your type like he says danger you will be miserable yeah yeah and nobody <laughs> likes that no uh next up the stick man the stick man uh tweets to us this is called me taking the space back from automobiles he's got a picture of i'm assuming where he lives an apartment complex and uh his auto space has been converted into a uh a, a, there's a bike rack there yeah he's got several bicycles all locked up to it and i've always wanted to know if i could do that like i actually never i never tried this but mm. you know whenever i lived in a place that had designated parking you know take yours like i don't know put a planter box into it or something um i'm sure it depends on your landlord but it sounds like the stick man was able to make this work so hurrah yay uh lastly dan from minnesota uh who also had a mohawk for a while that's right or as you call it an eero an eero and did we explain that already i don't i I don't know if i ever did it hasn't been explained to me and and so i keep going back to mohawk just so that i don't have to explain (laughs) eero which defeats the purpose of me calling it sorry i brought it up no no it's it's fine so (laughs) mohawk is a is a misnomer it it wasn't originally the mohican indians that that used that hairstyle it was the iroquois so yeah some people have taken to calling it an eero okay there we go yeah by some people, do you just mean you, or do you mean like yeah, probably. do other people do this? <laughs> I'm hoping somewhere, okay, someone else has thought of this. Uh-huh. I like this idea. Oh wait, so this the person's from Minnesota, and you this show is it breaches the Portland bubble. Yeah, oh, weird. Yeah, right? it's strange. Strange, yeah. Strangely yeah. enough, it does. Um, yeah, and Dan is one of our longer t- long term listeners. Y- yeah. Yeah. yeah, he he's been with us for a long time. He has a podcast of his own. Yeah. Uh, he's or, he's or been, had he had a blog. Anyways. I'm I'm not sure what he's up to. Dan, tell us what you're up to these yeah. days. We'll, we'll promote it. What are you up to, Dan? Yeah. Um. Anyways, great show, episode 200. I'm bicycle camping, drinking a beer, listening to episode 200 again. And I can't remember what the again is about. Is, <laughs> yeah, is no, he bike just... camping again, or is he drinking a beer again, or is he listening to episode two hundred again? I think all three, but especially episode two hundred. <laughs> yeah, and actually, just got something in today. I think Johnny K also said that he's watched the, the live video. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, the one that Aaron Parecki put together, which uh, he did a fantastic. Thank you, Aaron. Of. Yeah, it was uh, damn good. If I may just oh, interject, oh, I was. I was. Did there. you see the video? I was sitting out. No, no, no. Oh, okay. I saw it live. Okay, it was, it was, <laughs> I don't need you, to. You saw the video yourself. <laughs> yeah, 
good. Yeah. It was good. Oh, good. I'm glad I looked you had to my time. left and I looked to my right. You know, people were smiling back at me. You know. Excellent. So yeah, good job, guys. I'm glad to hear that it worked out that way. Yeah. Um, and uh, oh yeah, Johnny K just said I think he's watched it like twice and he's going to watch it three times or something <laughs> like that. So good for him. That's awesome. And uh, oh, uh, up in uh, Yeg, up in Edmonton. Oh yeah. Apparently the the Kubishes want to have another party. So. <laughs> uh, a, a an actual watching party this a party time. in which you can actually hear the sound as you watch the video <laughs> i'll send you guys some popcorn or something right right exactly i gotta figure out well we gotta figure out how to get uh, food across uh national boundaries yeah, anyways. can i mail popcorn to canada we'll find out all right uh I'll just give it a try what got- you, they'll just send it back if it <laughs> yeah exactly what's the worst that could happen return to sender this is popcorn <laughs> <laughs> or we find out that Aaron was you know, tried trying to smuggle food across the border. He gets thrown in, in, into prison for yeah, yep. about five or ten years. See you all at Gitmo. That's probably it. Yeah. All uh, right. <laughs> oh, we got headlines. Yeah. Why don't we do? Uh, oh, shoot, do man. one of them. Let's do the happy one. Do the happy headline, and I got to bring that back what up. Can compare with the thrill of a brand new bike. So I'll just mention maybe the the first headline was that uh, there's uh, in Jessamine County, Kentucky, there was a cyclist who was arrested for uh, bicycling dangerously after she had been uh, prohibited from from driving her car. Uh, it's an interesting read, but we'll we'll just put the link up and let you guys read that and uh, draw your own conclusions. We'd love to hear your comments if you have them. Yeah. Uh, but the happy story from Philly.com. Biking and bonding. Oh, I forgot who sent these in. Uh, oh, thanks to the per- okay. the people who sent these articles in. I forgot uh, to put their names on the notes. The monthly critical mass Philadelphia bike ride is one of a new generation of monthly bike rides that don't require speed or endurance and are not about shock value or aggressive advocacy. I feel a little like some of that being pointed at me. <laughs> Are you into shock value and aggressive advocacy? Maybe a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Um, the preferred place is described as conversational at at events. Oh, pace. Sorry. It's described as conversational at events like Philly Bike Party, which meanders around the city with a sound system in tow, stopping for party games and dance sessions. The full moon bike ride, which sends cyclists howling through the city late at night. Which sounds awesome. And take your time bicycle rides, which offer a low-key introduction to navigating city streets. As the city's bike culture has grown, bicycle commuting has increased 260% since 2005. According to a recent Bicycle Coalition report, more niche rides have popped up. This sounds awesome. Which make it, this makes Philly uh, apparently a very great place to ride a bike. Holy crap! Yeah, and I'm trying to remember the bike, the walk bike summit just happened in either Philly or Pittsburgh, and I don't remember which. Might might have been Pittsburgh this year, but really? uh, but Pennsylvania's coming up. So next time I'm there, I got to check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I I would imagine I can see Philly really coming up yeah. on their own because Pittsburgh. When I lived there, there wasn't a street that didn't have either a sharp turn or a hill or both. Okay. Yeah, and you lived in Pittsburgh, not Philly, right? Right. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, wait, we should... 
I've been dreaming about all these different uh, Sprocket podcast trips we have to take. <laughs> like, Adele and I were talking about definitely going down to California, which, again, apologies, Tom. Like, uh, it's not that I hate the rain, but California doesn't have rain. And in <laughs> spring, when I have a week off of work, it's nice to, to, to go somewhere. Own, yeah. 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 You know, the people in California are like, it's not It's not that we hate the sun. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We just need some rain down here. We just need some water. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. We've been talking about going down again. And uh, Aaron, you and I need to talk about that later on. Oh shit! All right. But then I was like, "Oh, dude, what if we what if we didn't stop there? What if we also went other places where Road where show. we have listeners? Yeah, exactly. We just like travel around the country or something." Um, I smell man. a Kickstarter campaign. Oh, hey, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> well, also, when- I'll make you potato salad. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a plan. It's worked before. Uh, no, there's uh, there's a thing. Is that, that an inside joke about the potato salad? No, oh, was I guy, supposed to get that? Or? There, there was a guy who uh, basically just wanted to make potato salad for himself, and so he started a Kickstarter because oh, he needed like ten yeah. bucks to buy the ingredients. Ah. He made like a lot of money. Yeah, this. and uh, it's been disputed whether or not uh, he's being as charitable as he's put his face ah, forward on. Like right. he says. What is it? He's running a charity-minded event. It's like potato, potato salad stock I, or something oh, I like don't that. Know. It's some I event. Didn't, I obviously didn't bother to really look in the details. Yeah. I just think it's hilarious that someone gave a kid thousands of dollars to make potato to make potato salad. salad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Well, and the one thing we have never done yet is to record make it. potato salad. Well, oh. yes. <laughs> We're going to do a show about potato salad because this now needs to be done. This is a thing we have to do. Live, uh, live from Brock's Kitchen. That's right, yeah. It'd be the second time we've had a cooking show on the Sprocket Podcast. That's right. The first one was with uh, Anna Bronis. Anna Bronis. Yeah, from... Uh, well, next the, time she's in town, we'll, okay. have, we'll have her make potato salad. There we go. Sounds like a plan. Oh, God. Uh, but no, we've never done a show on a train. And oh, yeah. you know, it's about time for and that. And we've been on a train a few times. And we've never done a show while we're camping. I feel and like we've been camping more than a few these times. These are things we need to do. So um, we'll uh, we'll put all this together. Someday. And, you know, here I've been thinking since episode 200, it would all just be coasting. Right, right. Well, we'll, we'll coast downhill to the train station and then we'll coast into California on the train. And then we'll coast all the way, you know, south from there to wherever we go. All right. It'll be easy. <laughs> It'll be easy. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sounds like good times on the horizon. Yeah, yeah. I also just finished the the sequel to Cannery Row by John Steinbeck. Oh, that's uh, why you're about, thinking about California. I am. I'm thinking a lot about California because, yeah. you know, uh, uh, Monterey and everything. That's the best thing that ever came out of California was uh, Steinbeck. Steinbeck and his works. Yeah. So good, man. So good. Sweet Thursday. You should read Cannery Row first. But uh, once you've read that, Sweet Thursday is a fantastic book. So, Yeah. And this has been Literary Corner. Are there oh. any bikes in the book? You know, there are not. Trains. Uh, but it's a simpler time. So I think Even maybe that, simpler than this time? Maybe that's why Even I connect simpler. with it, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, the idea of like a bunch of bums that live in the palace flop house and, uh, you know, they, they uh, get in fights and scrapes and steal frogs and stuff, that's, yeah. that's a good idea. Stealing frogs. Aaron, Stealing frogs, man. <laughs> do you agree? <laughs> I, I don't know. I've never stolen a frog, but I guess he makes it sound so appealing now. Yeah, I, it also. I'm it gonna does, go steal a frog now. It's it's not a very vegan concept, that's for sure. No, I suppose I don't know. I mean, are they eating the frogs? Uh, no, I think they. I think they were killing them and using them for medical research. What? Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely not right. vegan. But that's on Ed Ricketts. Inspiration for the character of Doc. I see. I've been doing my research. Wow. Uh, Tom, do you have any authors you like? 
Um, wow. We, um, gee, off the top of my head, I'm no. actually reading a bunch of novels because oh, I hadn't nice. been reading any fiction. Oh, so okay. I went online and I was just like, find what are the hundred best books? And there's like a million lists like that. I so just you're grabbed reading Fifty like, Shades of Grey right now? No, the hundred, the hundred no games? contemporary. <laughs> no, no. I just read um, Orwell's great. Oh, you yeah. know, you, can, you can't really go oh, wrong. Down and Out in down London and, out, and Paris. London and Paris. Yes, Love that. I just picked that Dishwashing up. Dishwashing Handbook. Yeah, that is a really good book. If we want to talk about one book, that that's a yeah. good book to get. Yeah, yeah, that was Orwell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta, yeah. I gotta look this up because I remember reading. I, I read eighty four on. Uh, yeah, well, I read nineteen eighty four on uh, the bike trip in. I think it was in Glacier National Park, and I read it almost all in one day. Yeah, not uplifting. Uh, no, no, <laughs> but so inspirational. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I did hear someone say that uh, uh, he he wasn't very good at writing a female character. Um, yeah, I don't know. Mm. I'm on the fence. He's a guy. He's a product of his time. He's a guy. Yeah, exactly. Well, cool. Uh, let us know how that goes, all that novel reading. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. All right. Uh, are we ready to close this out? Sure. All right. We should remind people one more time. Puddlecycle.com. You got it. Yeah. .com. Yeah. Just like it sounds. All right. And Aaron, I'm going to give you a running start on these credits because uh, there's a lot of them. There's and again, a, that's a lot, and we're not going to race this time. No, because thanks to our donors, we are able to make this show happen. We appreciate all of you, and that's why we're going to get to your names. I promise you. I, yes. I'll do this. Yes. It's not a race. It is not. It is, it's a flight to the finish, but it's not a race. All right. So, All right. Find us on the internet at thesprocketpodcast.com. Send feedback via email to thesprocketpodcast at gmail.com. Call or text to us. Text to 503-847-9774. Twitter to at sprocketpodcast. Thanks to Ryan J. Lane for our theme music. Thanks to Hurtbird for our headline sounder. And thanks to our sustaining donors. Logan Smith, Shadowfoot, Ooh. Katharina Mellengard, Roger Grigsby, yeah. Wayne Norman, yeah. Doug Robertson, Ethan Georgie, Justin Martin, Eric Iverson, Cameron Lane, yeah. <laughs> Richard Wisinski, Tim Mooney, That's Orange right. and Purple, Glenn Kubish, Matt Kelly, Jim Gooden, Eric Weiss, Doug Cohen-Miller, and Todd Parker. Woo, woo. I really took my time there. Oh, yeah. Brush your teeth and go to bed. All right. You know, maybe I should set up Steph's recorder just, like, for fun. I, I would get just behind Just in that. case. You I know? would get behind that mule. Yeah. In that case, we're going to over there. All right, then. You sense that I don't care. I'm glad, yeah. Oh, you do have, like, my injury in the show notes. I do. All right. Oh, I've got lots to say about it. Okay. I'll do my best not to be bitter. The physical injury? Yeah. No, I can't get into the mental injuries. Okay. This will not be an hour show, then. Okay, I think now we're ready. Sorry about the delay. I'm feeling good. Thank you for, again, for your forbearance. A Sprocket Studios production.